Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Comics and Cinema. I'm your host Alex Klein and this is The Infinity Saga and Me Part 2 Phase 2 from the top. Uh, guys, I and I want to let you know too. This is funny. I and mean, you can kind of tell if you listen to these back to back. I uh, so I, I I just a little bit ago I recorded the uh, Marvel Unlimited Monday podcast, and I I was hungry, so I went, went upstairs, had some dinner with my wife, uh, and then uh, I was like, you know, I think uh, like I had a headache too. I've had a really bad headache today. And I'm feeling a lot better now, and I think that's because I'm getting to talk about Marvel again. And I was like, ooh, I got to record this podcast. So uh, I came back down here, and I had saved some stuff to discuss, uh, mainly at this point, the announcement, uh, the announcements at Comic-Con. Because if you guys remember, and, and, and before I guess before we get started, Phase 2 of the Infinity Saga is uh, Iron Man 3 through Ant-Man. So that's Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, Captain America Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man. And uh, I, I just, I remember where I was during those announcements at Comic-Con, though I was like, you know what, I think to pump myself up for this, uh, because I frequently watch the Phase 3 announcement uh, on Comic-Con on YouTube, just because the fan reactions are so insane. Uh, it's the same. I've actually, I there was a time when I, I had watched a lot of YouTube videos of like the Avengers Endgame theater reactions, Avengers Infinity War theater reactions of like when Thor shows up because they are insane and getting to hear everyone scream and yell, it almost takes you back to when you're in the theater and that sort of stuff happened. But, um, but I was looking at it and uh, it actually, the, the, I did not see Phase Two's uh, Comic Con thing, and that was actually because at that time. Actually, um, technically, I haven't seen any of them, right? Because I've never been to a San Diego Comic-Con. So I've never actually seen any of them. All I've ever seen is what's on YouTube. But back in the day, uh, back in uh, 2013, or that would have probably been July of 2012, maybe, uh, whenever that Comic-Con was, uh, I, I remember where I was, though. I was in my house, my uh, one of the, uh, my house in college, and... Uh, they had uh, the announcements on IGN, I, I, and I still follow IGN, but IGN would do those, and they still do them, the, the Comic-Con, I guess, full coverage of Comic-Con, where literally every article and video on their site is in regards to Comic-Con, they have people working at every booth, you know, asking the question, the tough questions, and so uh, that was my thing, was like, and I st- it's still to this day is my thing, where come Comic-Con, I am not to be disturbed, I need need all of my feelers out there for you know on twitter see what the reactions are there uh, on ign because i can't be there and so um it's the closest thing that i have and was awesome actually was last year or this year uh, in july after endgame uh because of marvel studios news the discord that we're all on there uh we got to live talk like voice chat with other people all over the country who were reading this news in real time and so like we were back and forthing with each other of like oh no they just announced this like oh man and then we would talk about that and then boom oh no they announced this and all the while sean uh sean gerber the the host of marvel studios news he was at the comic-con itself getting getting in the thick of it and then he had a really great conversation with us on his train ride home afterwards it was just it was a really magical day and uh, really, really magical because there was a small part of me that was concerned that after Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home, that, um, like, what's next for the MCU? And I, you know that it's going to continue, but I, it's still that whole, like, wow, they, they ended everything. And uh, it made me really confident. And so did all of the other Comic-Cons that have come before it had made me confident in Marvel. So... I was watching the YouTube video of this, and it was actually, it was so funny, it was so tame, like, no one was losing their minds, everyone's just, like, clapping, and, oh, wow, yeah, Iron Man 3, ooh, yeah, Thor the Dark World, the one that I was watching, the guy who's, you know, videoing it, when it said, Captain America, the Winter Soldier came out, and he was like, oh, oh my god, and, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I remember those days, too, because I was like, oh, yeah, I know the Winter Soldier, and, uh, what's funny is, in that video, uh, when he's announcing that Kevin Feige 
He's like, and it's directed by Joe and Anthony Russo, who you guys may not know who they are, but trust us, once this movie comes out, you will know all about them and love them just as much as I do, which was a great primer for what they've done now throughout the entire MCU, truly, to see that movie at that time and think that they're going to be the ones directing Infinity War and Endgame. It just, it didn't even cross people's minds, but now looking back, it's like, oh yeah, it makes total sense. So, um... So yeah, it was it was in the summer and I was I was just chilling around at home and I had my computer up and my phone and I was making food and stuff reading about these things and I'm like, "Oh, okay. You know, Iron Man 3, okay, that sounds good. Uh, Thor the Dark World, super interesting. I was like, I really hope that this is going to take place more so in in space than on Earth. Captain America the Winter Soldier, I didn't know much obviously, but I all I knew was about the Winter Soldier from the comics. So I was like, "Okay, this is going to be cool. They're definitely going to bring Bucky back." Guardians of the Galaxy pops up, or the news that for Guardians of the Galaxy, and I was like, hell yeah, that's awesome. I was not a huge fan of Guardians of the Galaxy. Honestly, I've never really been a huge fan. I've been a fan of some of the characters in the uh, squad, but just as a whole, I never really read the comics, but after that announcement, that was kind of around the same time Marvel uh, put out a Guardians of the Galaxy comic, so I had been reading it, and I was like, okay, now I kind of feel up to date on it, and I even had picked up a variant cover set of three of the Guardians of the Galaxy that had the uh, the concept art from that initial what what's actually shown in Comic Con the uh, the little panel of all of the Guardians standing out there it's kind of got a tan twinge to it and because um, I was like so excited about it I loved it and then uh, Avengers Age of Ultron as well uh, I don't necessarily remember it being announced but that was again right around the same time that uh, there was a comic series called Age of Ultron that was out, and it was actually really good. And I was like, ooh, I wonder I wonder how they're going to beat Ultron because he's a robot. And then, of course, Ant-Man, the announcement for Ant-Man as well. Not a lot of thoughts on that one either because I was not a big Ant-Man fan. So I was at this point now where I was actually incredibly excited because a lot of these characters I was not fan a fan of or read a lot about in the comics. So I thought to myself, wow, I can't wait to fall in love with these characters. And, you know, I, I mean, I read enough comics to where Ant-Man pops up in certain comics or the Guardians of the Galaxy or Ultron, whatever. But I never really was like, ooh, like I love the same way that I love Spider-Man or Nightcrawler. And uh, so that was that was a really cool thing. And, and, and this was a great phase. I mean, at the end of the day, I've said it already, I think phase three is my favorite phase, and it's not just because the most movies are there, but most of the movies that are my favorite movies are in that one. So phase two doesn't necessarily match up to that, but there's still some really great movies in phase two and some great discussions to be had around both my time during those movies and uh, the content within them. So let's dive right in. So Iron Man 3, uh, that debuted in May, May 3rd of 2013. That was directed by Shane Black, whom I did not know much about, but all I knew was that he was uh, not necessarily a different act, uh, director, but just that, ooh, like the, this movie's going to be in good hands was kind of how I heard. And I was like, cool, awesome. Like I'm excited for that. And it was interesting because... Um, I had just gotten out of a long-term relationship probably oh, maybe like a month before that. Yeah, yeah. oh, wow, yeah. Okay, so I, I don't remember the, obviously I don't remember the exact day of the ending of that relationship, but I graduated from college on, I believe it was on May 10th. It was either May 10th or May 11th. My birthday's May 11th, so I should remember, but I think it was the day before my birthday, so May 10th. And so at this point in time, um, I'm, so I'm, I'm single. I'm at my house. It was like me, it was me. Uh, my brother lived in the house as well, along with my ex at the time. And so she, she had kind of left and, and was living with her grandparents who, who lived nearby, obviously super awkward situation. Right. But, um, at that point, I just vividly remember going to see Iron Man three. And I, I, I wasn't, that's funny. Iron Man three on the third, um, I wasn't in a great headspace at the time, right? Like I had just gotten out of a pretty serious relationship and it ended it ended in a really bad way. Uh, and I definitely don't want to talk about it, but um, but going to see this movie, I went with my family and I, I drove back home. We saw it in, um, so I wasn't at school. Like I, I'd gone back home for the weekend, I think. And uh, we all went and saw it. And I just remember this movie, 
like will always have all of these movies have a special place in my heart for one reason or another but iron man 3 has a really special place in my heart because it um it took my mind off of of what i was going through and i know obviously you shouldn't want to do that all the time you've got to deal with your feelings and you've got to deal with the things that are going on but you know sometimes you got to take a break like sometimes you gotta and i'm the kind of person where i'm sure you've known not known this but kind of realize this as you're listening to all these podcasts i'm 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 a pretty sensitive guy and uh when that happened i was really shaken up by it i was really torn up and uh, this was the perfect distraction. And when I sat down in the theater and Blue came on and y'all listen up, I was like, oh, no way. I was I got the biggest smile on my face because I loved that song when I was younger. Great memories from that song as well. But I'm just I just I was sitting in the theater and I literally I, rem- I vividly remember me just smiling from ear to ear as that scene like it wasn't even a scene it was just the beginning of the movie and the marvel credits are kind of rolling and i just remember smiling thinking to myself like thank you like thank you marvel for making this movie and making me ha- feel happy like so feel you know two and a half hours of happiness that's fantastic and uh so then as the movie went on it was like i said it was a great movie i thought it was a awesome uh sort of far from a home type epilogue for the avengers but at the same time a great starting point for what's to come though i will say even at you know after and during i I kept wanting more of uh of glimpses of the bigger universe right like i one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when uh him and roadie iron man and roadie are at the wherever the heck it is they were, Sizzlers, uh, Texas Roadhouse, I don't know where it was, but where they were eating dinner, and the kids come up and ask him for an autograph, ask him to like touch his painting, their little drawings or whatever, and he gets a panic attack, and he has to leave, and I just, I loved that scene, because you got a couple of shots of the Avengers, great tie-in, but then him just like freaking out, and then having to go into his suit, and then running diagnostics, and being like, you're just having a panic attack. I was like, oh, like, really cool of them to kind of show that, that, you know, this having this effect on him. I can't wait to see how this, you know, goes for the rest of the movie. And they kind of touched on it in other pieces of the movie, but that was it. Like, there weren't a lot of other, like, I was I was waiting on bated breath to see Thor. I mean, maybe not so much Thor, but like Iron Man, or what? No, Thor, uh, Captain America, I don't know, because Thor's like off-world at this point, so I wasn't expecting to see him, but just somebody, like some tie-in. And uh, But then halfway through the movie, I kind of forgot about it and got swept back up in the movie. And, and Shane Black did a really good job of that because I had just also recently read the Extremists uh, comic series because of this movie. I was like, ooh, I got to read that, that Extremists series, and it was so good. And the, uh, the attention to detail in this film for uh the like the characters who have the extremist virus in them the ones when they're glowing orange like that was so comics accurate and it was so cool to see and they um i think too a fun fact the uh uh, the girl who played the um the extremist lady the one who's fighting iron man in kind of like the town She's one of the, I guess, assassins, mercenaries, whatever. She, uh, my mom met her, and I don't, I don't remember how she met her, but she was like, oh yeah, like I'm just, uh, you know, I, I, I do some movies, and she's like, you may know me from Iron Man three, something like that. My mom's like, I have no idea who you are, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, mom, like she's from Iron Man three, but uh, no, so that, like I said, I enjoyed it, and of course we can't, we can't talk about Iron Man three without talking about the first and biggest twist of the MCU. We were sitting there expecting to see the Mandarin, loving Ben Kingsley and thinking, wow, he is the perfect Mandarin. And then they pulled the rug out from under us and it was amazing. I was so happy about that. I was like, I was shocked. I was floored. Wow. I kept thinking like, this is just nuts. And uh, I, rem- I I don't remember really anyone thinking negatively about it either. That was one of those weird things where everyone kind of just went with it. They were like, okay, this is really weird and awesome. 
And uh, so the whole the whole idea that uh, there the Mandarin was still out there was always on my mind. Even at that point, I was like, "Oh, awesome! So we're gonna get an accurate Mandarin." Because that was the first thing I always thought of was like, "Oh, okay, um, Ben Kingsley is gonna be Mandarin. Cool. Well, he's not Asian, but I guess they're gonna do this. So I'm Ben Kingsley's great. So um, and is he? I mean, he played Gandhi. I don't know if Ben Kingsley's agent. I know I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to confirm that with my sources right now because I do not want to be slandered and say that I that Ben Kingsley isn't when he in fact is. So come on, where is he? Where is he? Uh, where is he? Ben Kingsley. Ooh, actor, sexy beast. Uh, that's the movie he was in. That's not my opinion on him. Uh, okay. Nope. 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 Yep. He was born in England. But technically, I think he is Asian because he his real name, Ben Kingsley, was born Krishna Banji, for those of you who are looking for some interesting facts. His father was a Kenyan-born medical doctor of uh, Indian descent, and his mother was an English actress. So I guess, I guess you could say it just a little bit, and... Um, but, uh, but no, so it was a great, a great twist... And now, obviously, we know that the Mandarin is coming in Shang-Chi. So just the fact that you've got a brand new movie in 2021 that's going to be tying into a movie from 2013 is, oh, it's phenomenal. It's great. That's awesome. So uh, that part was cool. I'm trying to think of any of other favorite moments. I definitely liked the barrel of monkeys scene of him flying out of the plane and, um, I mean, the whole plane scene in general was cool. Like the war machine armor, that war machine armor was reminiscent of the, um, was iron Patriot. And that was right around that time too, of uh, dark Avengers, Brian Michael Bendis's dark Avengers run where Norman Osborn was the iron Patriot. And he just had a war machine armor that he painted red, white, and blue like that. And I thought, Oh man, what a cool tie in there too. And, uh, always nice to see Don Cheadle, trying to think if there's anything oh how about um Gwyneth Paltrow winning like beating the bad guy at the end like that was awesome that she got the extremist armor the extremist virus too the oh the big armor scene at the end where all of the armors line up that kind of was telegraphed in the trailer but it was still awesome to see especially when he jumps off of the the railing and lands in a suit that was great and um yeah, oh man, finding out that he pilot was remote piloting the thing. They really stepped up the different types of Iron Man armor and wares in this issue. And I love calling them issues, but no, this uh, this film. And really did a good job of tying that to his anxiety of he can't sit still. He's worried about what's coming next. So he, he just keeps designing suits, more and more suits. And uh, so that was a really powerful statement. And I loved the, uh, there's one final thing I'm trying to remember. Oh, right. Him getting his, uh, getting his, um, his heart piece, the, the reactor inside his chest, um, taken out, I thought was a really cool move because I always love when movies do something like that at the very end, like him saying, I am Iron Man, where it's like, oh, why would they do that? Like now he has no reason to be Iron Man. And that's a great question to have at the end of a movie because then you can try brand new things in your next movie. So uh, it really did lead into brand new things for him in terms of the future movies. But it was funny because he always still kind of had a little chest plate in the films even though they showed that it was not in his chest, uh, which was cool. So no, Iron Man 3 I thought was great. Uh, I know a lot of people who think that's a Christmas movie and if you know if that's what you need to do to enjoy the holidays, great, do it. It's a, it is a good Christmas movie. Oh, it's got the cool kid um uh harley right yeah harley the little kid who shows up in endgame that that whole thing's cool where he's in the cabin and having to kind of rebuild himself from the beginning very very again look at this i mean we're talking a bunch about this but i i love this movie so iron man 3 great movie uh in terms of the other iron men let me i'm gonna have to consult my I'm gonna consult my list on this one because I'm sure at this point now we're gonna have to we're having these discussions of you know which one's your favorite, which one's the best. I'll tell you this much right now: I'm not gonna tell you which movie is the best movie because that's uh, that's not a, a good phrase to put on a movie. Um, but I can tell you which ones are kind of my favorite. Um, so let's see. Um, okay, so I've got Iron Man one, and then Iron Man three, and then Iron Man two. 
So that's that's where they stack up. Um, and, and both of, surprisingly though, again, you guys might call me crazy, both Iron Man 3 and 2 are towards the bottom. Iron Man 1 is kind of somewhere in the middle. But uh, again, I mean, and that's why it's so fun for me to discuss these Marvel movies because it's like, yeah, the, Iron Man 3 is not one of my favorites of all of the Marvel movies, but I still have so much to talk about with it. And I, I love talking about it because it's a great Marvel movie. It's so It's a fun Marvel movie. And uh, I think I've put it off long enough, so let's talk about Thor The Dark World. The the elephant in the room. Um, okay, so Thor The Dark World is in a weird spot for me in multiple for multiple reasons. So Thor Dark World, that movie came out November 8th, 2013. Uh, for those of you that don't know or do know, in Texas, opening day for hunting is the first Saturday of November. So I'm gonna do some quick math here. Actually, here I'll go. I'm gonna go. We're gonna. We're about to go back in time. Uh, November. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. So this it lined up so perfectly. So every year, uh, my dad and I go hunting in Texas, and uh, we go on the first week of uh, November, opening weekend. Uh, we have a, a really cool deer lease down there, and um, I mean, those of you who like hunting, don't like hunting, all I got to tell you is if you haven't had deer, it is so good, especially as chili. Um, the place that we use, they just make the best chili and beef jerky. Oh, man. And we, I've then I've got delicious food for the whole year, and unfortunately, my wife doesn't like a lot of the, the deer meat food, so I guess that's not an unfortunate thing because then I get bonus meals. But uh, okay, so that year... We uh we and we drive most of the time we drive so uh, that was obviously right that was right before I started working at my current worked at the same job now for six years but that was right before I started at Nationwide Insurance so uh, I started at Nationwide Insurance on uh, November 11th which is uh, was a Monday and that's funny because then my my uh, my half year or whatever is is May 11th on my birthday so kind of cool and November 11th 11 11 how out of very synchronistic in my eyes but uh, so the the weekend of that weekend was when Thor came out and then the weekend before that was when we went hunting so whenever we drive down there I always try to put on a couple of movies on my iPad to watch and I think at that time, I don't think I even had an iPad at that time. I think it was just on my phone. And uh, one of them that I did was Thor. I had Thor on my... I was like Thor uh, and I think maybe Van Helsing and uh, the Creature from the Black Lagoon, the 1954 Creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, yeah, but so, okay, so I had Thor on there. And so, like, we're driving down. And it's so funny because that was right around the same time that I got my... F- maybe, like, my first iPhone... Um, was probably that summer before, maybe a year before. So it was like an iPhone 4. And um, I was obsessed with Thor, like I said. And this is where, you know, my explanations on Thor. I'm re-watching this movie. And my dad was like, hey, he was like, why don't you just plug the movie into the car so that I can hear it? Because he's he is super big on, like, if we're on a road trip or driving, because him and I, we love driving. Like, my whole not really my whole family, but me, him, I think probably my brothers, my wife included as well, love road trips. Like we love driving. And, um, but we all have different sort of, uh, not thoughts, but I guess perceptions of that. So like for me, when I'm on a road trip, just turn on some music and I'll, I'll, and I'll drive for hours and hours and hours. I don't care. Like put on a movie. And as long as you plug it in and I can hear the sound, I'm good. Like I'm great. Awesome. But then there's other people who like talking the entire time, and that is my dad. And I don't. I, I, I do and I don't. Like, I'll talk for hours if you let me. Clearly, I mean, you, this is the 75th podcast, so um, I do like talking. But I don't know. There's just something about driving down the road and listening to, listening to some tunes that you just can't beat. Or, obviously, when you're not the one driving, watching a movie, like catching up on your shows, whatever. So plugged it in. We're driving. We got Thor up. And so I started making some videos of myself, uh, quoting the lines from Thor, pretending to be to pretending to be them. So I, I still have them on my phone because I re, I go back to them quite often. And I'll actually I'm gonna go back to them right now just so that I you know the the feelings fresh in my mind. So I have the best explanation for you guys. But um, so we're driving down there, and uh, it's the whole it's that whole piece with uh, Thor and Odin uh, yelling at each other. And it's actually I have it right here. All right. 
Uh, I don't know if you could hear that, but... Um, <laughs> you are a vain, greedy, cruel boy. You're an old man and a fool. Uh, and so, like, it's, it was just me mouthing that as they said it. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, I, I you know, I synced it up. That's awesome. But so the entire... It was funny because the entire trip, I watched the movie. So, like, I watched it for a bit while we were driving, obviously, like this. And then I think I, I think at some point during that time, my dad was like, all right, can we just turn this off? Like, I want to talk. And I was like, okay, fine. And so then I didn't watch anything else on the rest of the rest of the 12 hour drive. Um, I mean, we had like news up and stuff, but uh, I mean, he, he plays Fox News. So it's like, I kind of want him to turn the volume down or like not talk about it. So we don't have to have any discussions around that. But so we get there, we get to the, we get to the blind, we get to the, uh, the lease and um <clears throat> oh it was just it was beautiful so uh oh wait a minute hold on do i have dates november 8th. no way guys this is a this is a comics uh comics and cinema exclusive so i actually didn't watch thor until the drive home um i don't remember what i watched while i was hunting but this video of me doing this was on the drive home Unless I watch, you know what? I think it might have been twice. So I, I watched it while I was going to bed in the Deer Lease, which again, like I said, it's it's the Deer Lease is a really special place for me because I've been going there with my dad for, um, I mean every year since 2013. So 13, I've probably been doing it for like seven years. And I, we didn't go this year, but instead we went fishing. Obviously, I told you guys on a prior podcast, but. Um, so I'm like, whenever I'm in bed in the deer lease, it's like this really creaky old shack that we stay in, like not something that I would ever want to actually be in or live in. Cause I'm a very, um, like I, what's the word? My family always makes fun of me for it. They say I have banker's hands. I have really soft hands. I don't like doing manual work and labor. That's one false but two also very true i do not like getting my hands dirty whether that's like getting them in mud in grease whatever i don't like anything being on my hands i'm very particular about that most of my body as well but definitely my hands and so um this is it's like a weird thing where it's like i get i'm bonding with my dad in a place where i typically wouldn't go i'm not a very sporty guy but i love hunting like i'm really good at it and, um, so every night, whenever we go to bed, like he usually stays up and watches TV, but then I would just go to bed to watch a movie in bed. So I'm just like alone in bed. You can kind of hear the, the noises of nature outside. And so it's just, the reason I'm saying this is any movie that I've watched while I'm down there always sticks in my mind and has a really special place in my heart because just like music, whenever I watch those movies again, th- those memories come back of me being in the deer blind and me hanging out with my dad and um so thor was one of them and i just remember you know huddled up with the covers watching thor thinking god this movie rocks this movie's amazing i can't wait to see it but what's funnier is uh this actually says a lot about me because this is something and you'll see it as we start getting even closer to these next movies but um like i said i I said i see it a lot but this whole thing i you know i have ocd tendencies is what i say a lot i don't know what it is i really don't but as you you know get to know me, you start seeing that I have a lot of quirks, and one of them is um, I I everything has to go according to plan. But that plan is usually incredibly complicated, and and it's it's usually like if we can pull this off, this is going to be the story for the of the century sort of plan. And so I always seem to be able to pull it off, which is cool, and I love it. So in this case, I bought I got uh, I got opening night tickets. Or I got tickets for my family to go see this movie November 8th when it came out. Uh, but we also, as I've forgotten, but we were also driving back from Texas that day. So we, that means we'd have left, we left, uh, we left early. No, man, I, and see, that's the funny thing. I just like memory. Memory is a funny thing, and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have a discussion on that at some point. But I it's it's slowly piecing things together. But if I went hunting that weekend, there is no way that I was hunting for an entire week. I've never done that. It's usually just over the weekend. So no, I was not driving home hunting. But I did watch Thor while I was hunting. So that's important. I watched Thor. We drove home. But then that next week, my dad and I drove up to. Uh, I don't even remember where it was, but we basically went on a, a mini road trip. I think we drove up to uh, Wyoming. So it was like a, 
a two or three hour drive. So nothing crazy. But we were, I was like, dad, like I'll go. He, he asked me if I wanted to go with him and I was like, yeah, I'll go, but we've got the movie tonight. Like we're going to see this movie. He's like, yeah, yeah. You know, we'll be, we'll be back in plenty of time. And I'm thinking, okay, all right, that's fine. And so, uh, so we went up and then on the drive back, like I said, we were watching Thor in the car and I asked him cause I was watching that movie by myself and we we're hunting. I was like, do you want to kind of catch up on Thor? He's like, yeah, plug it in the car. And so, um, that's what it was. So again, I apologize for the misrepresentation on your guys's end. Doesn't really matter because, uh, um, you guys weren't there. Like you could have believed me. I could have, I could have made this up, but I'm trying to be authentic. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm watching it, doing these recordings and we got back, ate at Panera bread and, uh, went to the theater, watched the movie and, uh, I did not like the movie and it, it's funny. I've actually, so over time I have learned to like the movie more, but this movie was just such a huge disappointment for me because, it had so many chances of being great and just kind of squandered them. And so what's funny too, ironic, I guess you could say, as as the emperor would say, is uh, my brother loved this movie. He thought that he's like, this is one of the best Marvel movies. I'm like, dude, I'm done with you. Like every chance that he gets to, to diss the Marvel universe, he will, he does, uh, he hates it. And, uh, but he'd probably correct you. Well, I don't hate all of it. Well, okay. But like he, to the point, it's funny. Cause I don't really have anyone that I would tell this stuff to. So like whenever new Marvel news comes out, I always, I'm like, Hey Stevie. And he's always like, why are you telling me this? Like, I don't want to do this. Why are you always telling me? And I'm like, because I have no one else. And it's like, uh, it's just a funny thing. But so yeah, so this movie, the dark world, man, like what was it about it? Cause this movie started hella strong. Getting to see Bor, uh, Bor, um, Thor, Thor's grandfather, Odin's dad, was amazing to me because that was also right around that time of uh, there was a really good Thor comic uh, by J. Michael Straczynski where he had had Bor, like, what was it? I think Loki brought Bor back to life to fight Thor. And it was like, oh, wow, it was a really epic battle. And so that was cool. I was like, awesome, we're getting to see Bor on screen. And then I didn't realize the whole rest of the movie was going to be boring. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, stop this recording quick. Stop. What stop I still have a chance. Uh no, so it it just okay, Malekith was bad. I didn't I'm like this guy Christopher Eccleston or whatever his name was. I had no idea what he'd done prior, but I couldn't tell cuz he's covered in white paint. That is not what the dark elves looked like at all. But then all of a sudden we get to Darcy and um, and Jane and all that, and I was like, okay, cool. Well, maybe we're gonna get something there. Oh wait, she's sticking her hand in a in a she stuck her hand in a in a in a rock this one time, and uh, it was more of a sludge. I don't I don't know who said stone, but uh, you might want to fix that. It was it was not a stone, but uh, it just, like okay. And I'm thinking to myself like, okay, this ether, like, what is the point of this this thing? It is the weirdest thing in the world and i felt bad for marvel because uh that scene where thor's kind of whipping his hammer around and busts up the rock guy and all that that was cool that part was cool it was a good fight but then from there it was like oh okay like what's the what's the plan here so we're getting jane we're bringing her back home and uh cool so now we're in asgard but jane's sick so she can't go exploring she can't they 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 give her a couple glimpses of hey i'm a smart scientist but then we're gonna sideline her for the whole movie as being injured when she could have definitely contributed in some way shape or form but then it's like oh the 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 convergence is coming it's been it's been two thousand years since this has happened and it just so happens to be in london the one place you guys were wanting to go merry old london okay cool great um give me i, I want to see thor throw his hammer through space and have it wrap around the sun get lit on fire with sun and then fly back into his arms as it busts through a monster's face a la Avengers by Jonathan Hickman. Did we get that in this movie? No, sir. No, sir. We got uh, we got Thor throwing. Um, I, I what would you call those tent poles uh, that are supposed to be these doohickeys that capture Malekith? Uh, give me a break. Oh, by the end of this movie, Malekith half his face is burned off. So now he looks like the Malekith from the comic. No, he doesn't. The Malekith from the comic is blue and black, not white and black. He's not an Oreo. And, uh, and so, you know, there was a big problem that I had with that, though I will say this, 
Anytime that Loki was on screen, I was hooked. And I guarantee you that that is kind of, I think, the impetus of him kind of being a part of the universe after that movie. Because uh, I'd heard some things too that, and and it kind of showed it that, uh, what was it, that Odin didn't die? There was a... Uh, there's uh, deleted scenes from the Infinity Saga box set, and one of them was a Thor The Dark World uh, alternate ending where Odin's actually alive, and a uh, very different ending, but I think the reason they switched it was because Loki became so popular that they wanted this whole Loki being the king of Asgard, let's continue on a new conversation sort of thing. So that part I was okay with. And by the end of that movie, I was like, oh, and, and that's what's funny. So it was like the, the whole middle piece of that movie is just, it's kind of a slog to get through, but now I'm okay slogging through it. I'm, I enjoy it warts and all. And most recently when, uh, what were, where, where, where was I? We were in, um, well, I was in Texas with my cousin and a couple of our friends, and we were chilling at the house, and I was, was it that I was watching movies in prepar? I think I was watching movies in preparation for Avengers Endgame, and I was at the point of watching, I, I ended up at their house, or at his house, I watched Thor The Dark World and Captain America The Winter Soldier, which was awesome. So, like I said, even now, I've got memories now with Thor The Dark World of both those memories of hunting with my dad, even though I didn't watch that movie when I was hunting with him, it's still attached to it. As you can see, like there's only a week in between. I didn't even realize that that movie came out literally like a day before I started my brand new job at Nationwide. So, um, that's pretty crazy, but, um, but yeah, so that, that was, that's my thoughts. But like I said, the, I think my favorite part of the movie is the ending, uh, because it was over and then uh, the after credit scene, because in the after credit scene, we start realizing that there's a bigger, bigger forces at work, that there's infinity stones out there. And that's when I kept thinking, huh, uh, infinity stones? Well, this ether is a sludge. And, uh, and then that's when I got a friendly letter from Thor saying, you know, I don't know why you're calling it sludge. It's not a, it's, or why you're calling it a stone. Thank you for agreeing with me. It is a sludge. And I was like, of course, you're welcome, my man. So no, yeah. And directed by Alan Taylor, there's a funny, funny enough, Patty Jenkins was going to direct that movie. And I remember that. And I remember being really excited that she was going to direct it because I was like, Ooh, cool. Her, it sounded like, uh, um, Natalie Portman was really into that. And then all of a sudden, Alan Taylor comes on the scene. And it's funny, too, that's Christopher Marcus and Steve McFeely's second film after Captain America the Winter Soldier. But what's funnier is Christopher Yost, uh, Christopher Yost, uh, Craig, yeah, 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 Christopher Yost actually does comic books, too. Um, he wrote it along with Christopher Marcus and Steve McFeely. So to me, that says that he kind of wrote it and they they were hired to come in and fix it as best as they could and you know that's kind of that's kind of what we got so there's just there was a lot of drama behind the scenes and and it's hey, that's that's what happens in a burgeoning universe like this there's gonna be some there's gonna be some bumps in the road and i'm not going to be surprised if there's more bumps in the road as things go along but um uh you know because they're, they're always going to be there but there's always ones in the beginning and so i'm glad that we got over the thor the dark world bump and I'm I'm even more glad that we got so much more love given to it in Avengers Endgame, which I thought was great. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's because Christopher Marcus and Steve McFeeler were like, no, 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 we had a good we had a good product there. Like we come on, come on, guys. Uh, so next up, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. That was April fourth of two thousand and fourteen. So that's that was uh, next the next following year. That was also one where I remember where I was when I was seeing that. That was I think the first movie that uh, my 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 friend Matt and I uh, started seeing these movies together. And I, I always dragged my, my kid brother Stevie along with me, even though he hated these films. I somehow was able to convince him to go see all of them. And um, so that was the first one Matt and I went and go, to go see, though. But that was right around the time when he was, he was going through a breakup at that time. And so we ended up taking a road trip up to uh, my college. That was after I graduated, but um, it, super weird. So it was after I graduated, but I had a lease. Is that what it was? My lease on the house was up at the end of the summer because they they were dumb. Like they wouldn't accept me leaving. They're like, well, yeah, you can go go back home and work, but like we still need to pay rent. 
I was like, fine, whatever. So yeah, yeah, dumb old me. I paid rent for those months. Luckily though, when you live in Greeley, my rent was two two uh, two seventy, I think, a month. So it wasn't it wasn't that much. But uh, but we drove up there and kind of had we, we had like a, a sleepover up at the house. It was like me, him, my brother. We kind of just hung out, and watched movies. But before we went up there, we watched Captain America: Winter Soldier. So that's kind of the the. Um, story around the story with that i've seen captain captain america winter soldier is in terms of all of these movies i think that might be my favorite at this point so that's when things started kicking into high gear for me and i'm gonna confirm and double check my math yes yeah i've got captain america the winter soldier that's number five in my in my infinity saga uh list of my favorite movies and that's only grown over time. I first, when I first watched it, it's not that I wasn't a huge fan of it. I just, I, it had some growing on me to do, and and it certainly did that. This movie has been nothing short of amazing, and uh, I ended up going to see it again in theaters uh, before Avengers, or was that after Avengers: Infinity War? It was. It was after. They in September they had uh, Marvel did an IMAX re-release of all of the Marvel movies. And so me and Matt, we ended up going to see Captain America the Winter Soldier and uh, Captain America Civil War. I think were the two ones we ended up seeing. I wanted to see more, but you know, there's it's impossible to see that many movies. But Captain America the Winter Soldier was just a phenomenal movie all around. My brother hated that movie. Surprise, surprise. I don't I you I could, couldn't pay me to know why he hated that movie. But um he I, this isn't about him this is about me i love this movie it uh it, it was great so uh, my favorite things about this movie are the crispness of it there was just something about this film that just felt so modern and so current and both in the concept and in the production and that opening scene of him diving down and jumping on the ship and just wrecking shop of everyone there, throwing a shield, knocking people off, just horse kicking people over the side of the ship, you know, uh, doing the doing the throat thing, knocking people out, and then Black Widow shows up and is kicking ass too. Like that opening scene is so good. The twist of Hydra being shield was phenomenal. Did not see that coming at all. Uh, Robert Redford killed it in this movie. I thought he was great, as was all of the returning characters. I thought this was a great Black Widow film. I thought it was great, uh, I would say Sam Jackson, but Nick Fury. And then, of course, you can't forget the Winter Soldier. That whole piece about him was great and really hard to watch, especially when they're reconditioning him. That was really hard. But uh, getting to meet Sam Wilson, uh, the future Captain America in this film, was great as well. But yeah, I would say my favorite... Um, I, I, obviously, and it's all, it's the classic film, uh, piece, but the fact that he went and had to, they had to install the, the little chip cards in each of the three helicarriers to get them destroyed. Like we got the first one cap. All right, we're on it. We're going to go get the second one. All right, we got it cap. It's all it is, is down to you. Oh, I'm inches away from putting it in, but the winter soldier is going to stop me. Like, of course, but still it pulls it off and, uh, it just was a, like I said, it was a it was a very modern film, and I uh, the action in it is so good. The the questioning of authority, the fact that Arnim Zola is back, and uh, I don't think enough people freaked out about that as much as I did. I was like, holy cow, this is the literally the Arnim Zola from ed brubaker's comics where he's got the body that has a tv screen on it with a little tiny head on top that and and the but the screens where his face is and they did that in this film they were brave enough to do that and i I thought that was great captain america's costume was great and i loved uh i loved black widow's haircut in this one i was a really big fan of the hair then and we got joe and i believe anthony russo definitely joe russo actually yeah no anthony russo but joe russo for sure was in here as the doctor who then follows nick fury into hiding to kind of help him heal his gunshot wound oh my i can't i can't believe i even forgot the entire winter soldier fight on the road is is just just classic him blowing up nick fury's car nick fury's car withstanding all that stuff captain america showing up and and him and black widow and sam uh, all trying to fight him as they're just trading blow after blow after blow with the little knives jumping around and, and throwing their shields back and forth. It was just, it is nonstop action in that movie. And the spots where there isn't any action uh, is just as good too because it furthers the story. So 
said, Captain America Winter Soldier uh, is increasingly become one of my favorite Marvel movies for that reason. It's just such a perfect modern day. Like Captain America, the first Avenger was a great period piece. And then to have Winter Soldier be the perfect modern piece was just awesome. And then to have that wrap into Civil War of being like an Avengers level film, Captain America truly got a great trilogy of movies and what's funny is i guess if i'm if i'm picking trilogies i would probably pick captain america of all of them because thor the dark world was a massive uh stinky and um iron man one and two are great and and iron man three is great too but i just uh, the fact of the variety that you're getting in the captain america movies you get a period piece you get a modern piece and you get an avengers movie like you can't beat that uh, next up, Guardians of the Galaxy. That was uh, August first, two thousand fourteen, and that was uh, that was funny. That was a, a fun time too. That was like right after the summer. I actually got to go see a sneak peek of that movie because I was a Marvel Unlimited Plus member. Uh, I'm, I'm still a Marvel Unlimited member, obviously, but I'm just not a Plus member. I didn't see the point of the paying the extra thirty dollars a year. Uh, for like a little toy, which I never even played with them. But um, so I got a sneak peek. I got to see 20 minutes of the film in IMAX 3D in Denver. There was an invitation and I, I went with it. And there was actually another guy at work who uh, he got it through like GoFobo or something like that, like a free, you know, movie screening thing. So we both got different ways, but we both met up there. It's like, hey, man, like, how's it going? And uh, it was good. I was sort of on the fence with Guardians of the Galaxy only again because I didn't know a lot about the characters and not necessarily about the the character characters but about the movie characters like I was like am I gonna like these guys and they, they showed the prison break scene so of course that's you know if you're gonna want to get someone to like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy you show them the prison break scene so um it was awesome and in IMAX 3D it was so good and um that was, uh, I think that movie's number six or seven on my list. Guardians of the Galaxy is been is loved by all. My brother loves that movie. I think he said that that's Marvel's most creative movie. And I was like, okay, cool. Hey, you know, I, I'll give him that. Uh, directed by James Gunn, written by James Gunn and Nicole Perlman. And uh, it just, okay, I, I'm trying to think what my favorite pieces in that movie are. Anything in space. Like any any space traveling in space, I just love space shots. So that was cool. The prison break scene is awesome. Uh, getting to see Thanos was a trip. I'm so happy that he showed up in this movie, and uh, I am part of the group that though, if you could edit it and put the new the the new uh, CGI of Thanos as that Thanos in there, I'd be okay with it because he's a little too light purple in it. But um, it's fine because that part was still cool. I actually am a huge fan of Ronan the Accuser. So getting to see him was great. He's kind of a flat villain though. So that, you know, didn't have that going for it. But my favorite Guardians in the movie for sure are Rocket and uh, Rocket and Groot are my favorites. And maybe Gamora as a, as a right after that. But uh, so getting to see little Rocket be as snarky and um, cool as he was was awesome and uh, also getting to see John C. Riley in this movie was great and you get a Glenn Close there are just so many cool little cameos in this film that uh, made it a really special movie to watch and uh, the whole fact that this movie is all about his mom and the second movie is all about his dad like James Gunn loves the Guardians and so I mean this is my time to say so happy that you're back for volume three I can't wait to see what it is I'm really glad that Disney came to their senses and uh, rehired him that was a weird experience but Guardians of the Galaxy was just it was fun that was that was a time when uh, there was a lot of people in the office that were really excited to see that film and and talk to me about it so i just remember really enjoying that film and um and then oh my god like when groot makes the ball of himself with the little lights in it and uh everyone knows he's gonna die and they're all kind of tearing up that was just so sad and and so touching and there's a lot of great comedy in that movie too so I definitely appreciated that and uh, was looking forward the minute it was over to the sequel. And I'm just like, oh, man. And then when I found out that that sequel was uh, takes place like a month or a couple months after the first movie, I was like, oh, well, that's weird. So, you know, how are they going to be when they show up in Infinity War? But obviously I wasn't thinking about that stuff at that time because um, 
you know, we didn't even know about Infinity War at that time. So uh, next is uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, which is the second love letter from Joss Whedon written and directed by. And I loved Age of Ultron. I am one of those people that actually, uh, there are days where I actually like Age of Ultron better than the first Avengers. Ooh, I know, I know. Please, please don't hate me. But I mean, you're free to do that if you want to. But it just, I don't know, something about that movie. I just love it. I love it. It's such a, a, it did exactly what I wanted to. And that's what I talked about on the last, the last podcast was it made the Avengers like a full-fledged team right in the beginning of the movie. And you get that amazing opening scene of them all jumping forward at the same time with the Hulk about to smash and Hawkeye pulling his bow back. Oh my God, that whole beginning is great. The uh, the whole conversation about Ultron and, and protecting the world and James Spader as Ultron was a perfect choice. Getting to introduce Wakanda in that film and getting to introduce Claw like that that had great ramifications. You got Vision, Vision lifting Thor's hammer. You gotta be kidding me. Um, yeah, and even even the part where Thor leaves and goes into the uh, the pool. That part is, I liked that part because I, I thought that was really cool. I kind of wanted more of it. And I heard that the, the hashtag release the Whedon cut uh, had more about that in it. But, um, but I thought it was good the way that it was. And the final Ultron battle in Sokovia was just super cool. Everyone getting to bust up up. You get the great Hawkeye line to Scarlet Witch. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Scarlet Witch and, and Quicksilver were awesome. Wasn't a huge fan of Quicksilver uh, just because... That was right around. That was almost. A, it was what, like a year after um, Days of Future Past, and Quicksilver and Days of Future Past was phenomenal. So this was, you know, hard shoes to fill. So I'm kind of glad that he died because uh, I think they just wanted him in it for in it. But Scarlet Witch was phenomenal. That opening scene where Scarlet Witch is creaky cracking out the door and then back into the door to you know cast her spell is it reminded me of like sinister or the conjuring when those when the demons are like crawling on the ceiling and it looks like they're they're getting quick cutted like where they're like their bones are cracking and they're they're crawling really weird that reminded me of that and i thought that was really cool and then we never got to see it again so i was kind of bummed by that but i'm hopeful that we're going to get more about that in wandavision because they said they're really going to dive into the scarlet witch so that'll be exciting uh, also, as much as I hate the lines, I still think it's kind of funny when they're like, yeah, we're going to surrender to the Avengers like that. That part got a giggle out of me over time. At the beginning, I was like, that's kind of cringy, but, uh, but it was good. It was good. And, uh, I'm trying to think if there are any other like really cool scenes that, um, oh, oh man, the Hulk, Hulk bust. I'm looking at my Funko pop from the Marvel collector core for the Hulk buster armor. Um, that whole scene of the Hulk fighting the Hulk for fighting Iron Man. Awesome. The, them fighting Ultron and in the, uh, the barge was great along with them doing so, uh, trying to save vision and then vision's beautiful line at the end when he's talking with the last Ultron thing saying, you know, thing isn't beautiful because it lasts. And, um, uh, there's just so much to love about that movie. And uh, I can see why people wouldn't like it for sure. But like I said, I don't know, something just clicked in me. I just, I loved that film. And so that actually came out. So that came out, uh, May, it was a May 1st. Okay. So my cousin flew out and we were all planning on going on a camping trip. And so, uh, we went and saw that movie and then the next morning we got up and drove South into sort of the mountains and it's just a funny story because we so we got down. I don't even remember the name of the campsite, but the road we were supposed to take in was covered in snow. So we actually had to hike six miles one way. And we got to this cabin that had no running water, no nothing. Uh, and we had barely any water. We had like a bottle of water and uh, some leftover pizza and a can of pears. And there's some weird stuff that happened on that trip. I, I, I burnt a leather... I had a knife that was in like a leather holster and I burnt the leather holster. So the cabin smelled like burnt leather. Like we were kind of going, we honestly, we were kind of going mad. Uh, my, uh, my cousin was like trying to start a fire outside, but kept putting, he would like put, he wouldn't even use newspaper. He was like trying to light a log on fire, but it's snowing. 
and and we're like harry it like you can't do that like you can't do that. he's like i'm fine it's fine and he's like trying to get the wood on there and anytime that anytime there was even a remote piece of smoke that you even saw a little bit of smoke billow out he'd put another log on top and it would it would extinguish the fire but we couldn't put a fire inside because uh because the whole place reeked of leather and i'm thinking to myself why did i do that i got so mad i took my knife outside and i threw it at the fence post to like do like a knife throw and it went and broke my knife and i was like you've got to be kidding me what's happening on this trip and so like the day the sun was getting real low if you if you follow me and we're in this we're in this it's like a two what was it it was two bunk beds but the bottom bunk bed was almost like a full size and so we uh what did we do my god we like we like laid out our our we didn't even have sleeping bags i don't think or did we we carried sleeping bags but we were all laying on the same bed and it was still daylight out and we're, i'm like stevie i was like guys like let's watch a movie before we go to sleep and stevie's like no i do not want to watch a movie i do not feel good like we were just and i whenever i'm in stressful situations i i i uh, if they're not stress that i've created myself like if, if it's something that's you know out of my control i get really easy breezy and i get really fun to be around which is not what people like having when they're in a stressful situation like my first goal let's get everybody to calm down let's let's think of the positives and so i was like let's watch tim and eric's billion dollar movie because that and, and at that time that was right around when that movie came out i'd probably me my brother and my cousin combined had probably seen that movie 20 times and uh, uh but we you know there's never enough times to see that movie so i had it you know those uh the selfie sticks that uh um there's like a self you hold you put your phone in a selfie stick there's also one where you can put your phone in it and it's on a stand. So I actually had it in the stand and I hooked it into on, on the, the roof of the bunk bed. So we didn't have to hold the movie. It's just sitting there like a little TV, my, my little phone. And my brother's just like, this isn't good. And he's like trying to go to sleep. And I slept great, but I actually thought that there was a bear outside. And there's very possible that there was. We woke up the next morning and uh, the whole of everything was covered in snow. Everything fresh fallen snow the whole thing and we all looked at each other we're like it's time to, we need to get out of here like we need to go and um we had eaten very little we had a little bit of trail mix we had some trail mix and then we survived stevie saved our lives with a can of pears and to this day i mean I, I usually have a can of pears every day for lunch that's one of those moments where you know when you want something good or you want something reliable you get yourself a can of pears no sugar added ones um they're still really sweet so you're, you're good there but um, so we get back, we get back to the car. It literally took forever. Like Harry or Stevie basically almost fell in the ice. Um, when we were hiking up, Stevie forgot the combination of, we were about two miles in and Stevie forgot the combination to the cabin. He goes, I'm going to just go back up to the car and check. So he hiked two miles back and then two miles back and he goes it's the number i thought it was and i'm like you've got to be kidding me but so we got there and then we drove to the next place and the next two places were perfect absolutely perfect each place got better and better but it was funny because the next place we got to was um uh, and, and like we had no almost no conversation during this time all we did was hike and then go to sleep and pray that we didn't die and then pray that we would get back to the car. And so we got back to the car, got out of there. Things were really muddy and we're driving my Prius, which is, that Prius has been through a lot. So then we, we drove and we were sort of in, uh, was it Utah? But um, we stayed at this place called Devil's, uh, the devil devil devil's canyon or something like that but it was a pull-up park spot so like you pull your car up your campsite's right there so that was great in and of itself we pitched our tent and in, as we're in the tent i we were making these really funny oh man and i'm gonna see actually and i'm gonna i guess i'd have to i wonder if i you know you guys are gonna have to tell me do i have to get my brother or my cousin's permission to share the audio of a video because i actually took a video of us talking about avengers age of ultron because it was so funny so you know actually i'm gonna here's what i'm gonna do because i don't i, I don't want to mislead you guys i'm gonna pause this right now and then you're you're not even gonna you're not even gonna know that it was paused but i'm gonna just listen to this real quick and uh and i will be able to tell you if this is something that uh, i'm gonna share 
Hello and welcome back. Just kidding. I just paused it. But okay, I wa I watched the video. It's eight minutes long and it's pitch black. It's just it essentially was the early days of podcasting for me where I would if I ever felt like I was in an interesting conversation, I always just recorded it for my own. Obviously, for this very reason that I you know could go back and listen to it. And uh, I paused this, but I was laughing my ass off. So I cannot share what it is. There's a there is um, there's some language in it and some other inappropriate inappropriate things. And I don't I'm not in the business of editing this, but I will give you a rundown. So uh, my brother provided his own quick review of the Avengers. So Stevie, if you're listening to this, uh, I am quoting you. He, he says, this is this should have been the slogan for Avengers and uh, Age of Ultron was uh, the Avengers, I guess. Eh, whoops. And, and th that's it. So uh, we, we were laughing pretty hard at that. But his biggest, he goes, I actually have a serious question for you. Um, the Hulk uh, in, in the first Avengers says, I'm always angry, implying that he can change, uh, back and forth, uh, you know, by, uh, at will, but in this movie he can't. And, and my brother and cousin were making so much fun of the whole sun's getting real low thing. And, uh, I said, I think it's cause he can change to the Hulk at will, but he can't change back at will. And then they made some jokes. If you guys are fans of Tim and Eric at all, that, uh, it would have been really funny if, uh, if the animation for the Hulk and the voice for the Hulk would have been Grum, uh, which is this green guy on Tim and Eric, that's the worst CGI. And he goes, I like crackers and snacks. And so we were saying that about the Hulk too. But yeah, no, oh man, I just, like I said, obviously I had some really great memories around that movie. And uh, they also hated the whole Hawkeye uh, farm scene, which I actually liked. I thought it was cool. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, Ant-Man, uh, the, the tiniest man, that's July 17th, 2015, that actually, that's pretty special too, so at this point in time, I had been, um, dating my now, my now wife, uh, for, uh, a couple years, and we were doing long distance, and she was in Texas at the time, but she was actually planning to move up here, um, uh, for, kind of for us to, I guess, take the next step and move up here, and her plan, unbeknownst to her, she's not that big of a Marvel fan, she likes the movies, but, um, certainly not like me, um, but she was actually planning to move up July 17th, and I was like, wow, that's really cool, because at the same time, there's actually a emoji of a calendar in, uh, Apple's emoji list and but the date on the calendar is July 17th and I was always like wow so like that's really uh that's um cool that you know for Ant-Man I, I really liked Ant-Man directed by Peyton Reed a screen written by Edgar Wright Joe Cornish Adam McKay and Paul Rudd which is exciting but uh, Ant-Man was good. It, again, one of the lower ends of my favorite films only because, you know, I, like I said, I'm not a huge Ant-Man fan, but I am a huge Paul Rudd fan. So that, that movie played really well to me. And I've watched that movie just, I mean, I've watched all these movies a lot, but I, I really do enjoy Ant-Man. My favorite scenes in that movie are obviously when um, Michael Pena's character is... Um, doing his little recap in the in the beginning and at the end the little tease about spider-man which was funny because the next movie was you know civil war but uh that was great all the shrinking scenes the cgi for the shrinking was amazing i still love seeing when he falls into the uh, i think as he falls into the the bathtub or wherever it is where he starts falling down the floors in the house and he goes into that how that floor where everyone's partying i think that's really cool and then obviously i think my favorite scene in the whole thing is him going into the quantum realm i thought that was so cool uh, but then the fights as well were awesome. The the train fight at the end, and uh, I like Darren Cross, but I, I think my favorite side character besides Paul Rudd was definitely Evangeline Lilly. I loved her in the Hobbit movie, and uh, she was a couple in a couple of other things as well. But I just thought she was perfect as Hope Van Dyne. I'm thinking to myself, ooh, and, and they teased at the end that she's going to be the Wasp, and I was like, yes, awesome! Like she was just did such a good job. So I was really excited to see her as well. And it was great to have Michael Douglas in there as well too. He's, uh, um, you know, that's adds a lot of prestige to the film. Uh, some my brother may argue that uh, it doesn't, but. Uh, I, I thought it did. And I liked him breaking into his house too. I thought that it was cool to kind of show him that he actually is a really good thief and burglar. 
and uh, he he proved that you know so well that and the training scenes with the ants I loved the them actually taking the time to talk about all the different types of ants and him getting to commute like they really made they really made that a love letter to Ant-Man uh, which when you think about it is an incredibly strange character out of any character that you can pick like okay cool you can shrink and grow at will but also you can talk to ants like is that because that's because you shrink like you shrink to the size of an ant it would make sense like well then why can't you talk to grasshoppers or like other like why did it have to be an ant and maybe that's because ant-man sounds really nice uh but he could have easily just been fly man or something like that rode around on a fly uh but who knows and that's that's uh that's ant-man in a nutshell that that movie uh but okay but so i guess long story short in that in that instance um my wife didn't end up coming up that week she actually came up the week after and so uh i went and saw that one with matt and uh, my wife and i instead we went and saw um uh, jurassic world which was just i loved the first jurassic world i liked it a lot my brother hated that movie uh and i I just think that's so funny that me and him are related um not in terms of like I, i wish we weren't i'm saying like it's funny that and if you saw it's oh man if you saw me and my brother standing next to each other you would not guess that we were related at all he is taller than me but younger than me he has blonde hair but i have brown hair um he's got blue eyes i've got green eyes He's got, um, he's, I mean, he's, he's leaner than I am, but I'm, it just, we look so different and, uh, yet we're, you know, cut from the same cloth, except when it comes to Marvel movies, we love film, but when it's a Marvel movie or, you know, Jurassic World, those big hokey tentpole summer blockbuster movies, I love going to see those for the entertainment value. Uh, but he just does not like the, uh, most of them. So, um, you know, God bless him anyway, though. And, and he will be on by the end of this year for uh, some hot takes on uh, our top films of the decade and our top films of the year. But that's where we're going to wrap up phase two of the Infinity Saga and me. Uh, and so next week we'll go over, like I said, I think just based on this, because we're at over an hour, I'm probably going to do a lead up of, I'll figure it out as I'm talking, you know, doing it next week. But I might might do one two three four one two three four five six seven eight nine ten okay there are 11 movies so i might break it up into five and six and do it that way but uh that's it for now so for comics and cinema i'm your host alex klein thanks so much for taking this journey with me on the uh, phase two of the infinity saga uh and uh hopefully you guys love these movies as much as i do talk to you soon